You found it! A Scoop of Life is a podcast produced by Square One World Media and features Cheryl Coop as host and storyteller. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Cheryl Coop, and I am thankful that you have taken time to listen. This is the second year of my weekly podcast, and each episode is a mix of one of my personal stories, music from a variety of Canadian artists, and concludes with a brief spiritual insight. I hope that as you listen, you not only enjoy the episode, but sense God's deep love for you and how your story can intersect with his. The title of this episode is, It All Started in High School. Have you ever been convinced you will marry a certain someone? It all started in high school, grade 11 to be exact. We met across a crowded classroom at an after-school club program that both of us had decided to be a part of. There she was, all six feet of her, standing tall with short blonde hair, a tentative grin, and wide eyes surveying the room. I boldly approached her, introduced myself to her, and welcomed her to the after-school club. From that point on, we have been friends, and that makes for a friendship that has lasted for over 40 years. Another thing that started in high school was this friend's attraction to a friend of mine. He was a year older than we were, over six feet in height, very athletic, and considered my brother from another mother. As not only were he and I friends, but our parents were friends. We lived in the same neighborhood and attended the same church. Although he and I were not super close, we were friends, and so it was interesting to see my new friend be so attracted to one of my longtime friends. As the year went on, my girlfriend developed a real interest in our high school men's volleyball team and when they would be playing games. Funny how that interest paralleled her attraction to my guy friend. Funny how we went to volleyball games quite regularly and enjoyed cheering on our high school team and especially my longtime friend's contribution to it. I must admit that at times I would tease her about this seemingly newfound interest in volleyball and how the next sports season, which was basketball, also became an interest of hers, since my longtime friend also played on the senior men's basketball team. Thankfully for my friend, there were other opportunities for them to spend time together. Serving as volunteers at the same camp, attending the same church, sometimes attending the youth group at church. During our last year in high school, my girlfriend and I were thinking about our futures and what they would look like from an educational perspective, career perspective, and of course, from a love life perspective. When talk of our love lives came up, my girlfriend said something that I could not believe she said then, and really still can't believe to this day that she said. These were her words. If I can't marry him, then I don't think I will get married at all. I was shocked. How could she state that with such great conviction, especially since it did not look hopeful at that point in time that they would ever date, never mind get married, However, she stuck to her resolve, and I questioned whether this was a good idea, as I thought she might be passing up some really great people as a potential spouse by waiting. The tide turned one summer a couple of years later. 
Both she and my longtime friend were working at the same camp that was part of a church plant in northern Manitoba. Working together allowed them to throw themselves into a common goal and to get to know each other while being with others. Once the summer was over, it seemed that they were at least good friends, but it did not seem like anything more. Our friend and associate pastor at our church wrote a puppet play for his Easter sermon and arranged that the two of them would conduct the puppet play, as he thought the two of them would make an ideal couple. Well, as they say, this was a part of the beginning of their relationship. Our pastor friend conveniently was ill for the play practice, leaving the two of them alone together. Since that day, our pastor friend has taken great delight in thinking he was the person who finally got these two together. Though my friend let me know, with a twinkle in her eye, that the two of them had quietly gone on a few dates even before that famous puppet practice. By summer of that year, they were engaged. A July wedding followed, and I was privileged to be one of the bridesmaids wearing a soft pink dress with white pantyhose and white shoes. A vision you may not be able to imagine, but one that was very fashionable at the time. These dear friends of mine have now been married almost 40 years and are still not only one another's best friend, but live out a partnership filled with deep love and respect for each other, as well as a deep love and respect for the gifts each one has to offer in service to others and their God. Their life together has taken them around the globe to serve together in a variety of settings, from Cranberry Portage to Belgium to the Democratic Republic of Congo to Russia to Quebec to California. Along the way, they added two exceptionally lovely children to their family, who as adults serve others in a variety of settings. My girlfriend and I try to connect on a weekly basis, and at times her husband, my longtime friend, will join us. I love spending time with them, and at times to witness the myriad of friendships they have with others. When they lived far away from where we all now call home, I enjoyed visiting them, living daily life with them, and watching their relationship grow and develop. It is a relationship I admire and see as a great example of how marriage can make it for the long haul. When people are not only lovers, but friends who are committed to one another in a respectful, encouraging way, wanting the very best for the other. With all that they have been through, the many places they have lived and served, along with the way we change and develop as we age, it is a joy to see their love for one another deepen. The song, We Believe in Love, performed by Steve Bell, aptly describes a love that will last until death parts. Crush of grief is proof that we have. 
must try and navigate these swelling seas. Your mom and I will stand up on the bow and see. How do you tell people around the world about Jesus? There are screens everywhere, on televisions, computers, tablets, and phones. And even before kids know how to read, they know how to click the buttons to play their favorite shows. Online, on air, or in print, media reaches people of all ages, any time and any place. Shouldn't you have a message worth sharing? To help us spread the gospel, visit squareoneworldmedia.com. When I reflect on the many friends and family that have stayed married to one another for the long haul, with deep love for one another still there, I am so grateful that these marriages are not only a great example to me, but to many others. There is something about seeing commitments last that can inspire and encourage us. The Bible has a lot to say about our relationships with one another and what they should look like if we want to be people who live as Jesus Christ calls us to. Paul wrote a letter to the church at Corinth, and often this chapter is used at wedding ceremonies. The chapter is found in the first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 13, and I will read it from the New Living Translation. If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans, and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could not boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. 
prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. Now our knowledge is partial and incomplete, and even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. But when the time of perfection comes, these partial things will become useless. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete. But then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. Three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. These verses on love give us directives on how to love one another in all of our relationships. I appreciate that observing my friend's marriage and others gives me glimpses of how this love for one another can actually be lived out, not by one's own ability, but in tandem with the help of Jesus Christ. May you and I seek to love others as Jesus loves us, whether we are married or not. Thank you for listening, and I hope you come back each week to hear another episode. To keep in touch, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and the website www.ascoopoflife.com, which is spelled A-S-K-O-O-P-O-F-L-I-F-E. Not with a C like in a scoop of ice cream, but with a K as in my nickname, Scoop. I would love to hear from you your thoughts on the podcast, any questions you may have, or things you would like me to pray about for you.